Good morning. Welcome to worship at Flat Springs Baptist Church. It's so good to see all of you here this morning. Uh, we'd like to welcome visitors here today. We're glad that you could be here with us. Uh, if you're visiting with us for the first time, we'd love for you to fill out a visitor's cards. Uh, they are in the pew in front of you. If you'll just take it and fill it out, you'll drop it in the offering plate as it comes by. Um, and we would appreciate you doing that for us. A few announcements for us this morning. Uh, the beautiful flowers on the communion table are given in loving memory of Jan Bovair by the Bovair family, and they are beautiful. We would like to say a special word of congratulations to Christopher and Jenny of Moore's Height of Mooresville, North Carolina, on the birth of their little girl this past Saturday, Emma Caroline. Christopher is the son of RV and Bunny Height, so congratulations to them. Grief Share will meet today at 3 o'clock in the Fellowship Hall. Uh, again, it is not too late if you did not sign up for that. Um, if you would like to come and take part in that, you are more than welcome to do that at 3 o'clock in the Fellowship Hall. If you have not turned in your bread bank, um, please do so. The little cart is still out in the atrium uh, for you to return it, and you'll just mark your name off that list once you have placed your bread bank back on that cart. Um, but we would appreciate everyone turning those back in, please. Uh, the Sandy Creek Baptist Associational Meeting is this afternoon at Cornerstone Baptist in Goldston. Registration begins at 2.30, and we do have some messenger tickets if anyone is interested in going. Uh, you just need to stop by the church office. They're in there, um, and the address can be found in the bulletin for that meeting. So if anyone is interested in going, we do have some messenger tickets that you can take with you to that meeting. Tomorrow night, the ladies of WMU invite you to come and hear about Dylan Smith's visit with John and Jess Bridges in Ethiopia this summer. Um, he will be sharing about that experience starting at 7 p.m. in the fellowship hall. And everyone is welcome to come and participate in, in listening to Dylan share a little bit about his trip. Uh, this coming Saturday is our fall family festival. We've been talking about this for a while, and we're so excited that the time has finally come. Uh, it will be starting at 11 o'clock this coming Saturday. Uh, we'll be eating lunch at 12 uh, if you signed up to bring a pot of chili, I would just ask that you have it in the fellowship hall uh, no later than 1045 on Saturday morning. Uh, we'll have some tables set up for you to come and bring that. Um, and then also the ladies that um, have signed up to bring a dessert for our cakewalk. If you will have your desserts here as well, there'll be a table marked cakewalk. If you could have those here by 1030, that would be greatly appreciated. Um, and then also if anyone has signed up or said they would like to help, but you're just not sure what you're supposed to be doing, please come see me and I can make sure that you know exactly where you're supposed to be and what time and all that good stuff. Uh, but we would love to have everyone come and participate with us. Uh, if you'd like to come out and just have some chili and a grilled cheese sandwich, you're more than welcome to do so. Uh, but that will begin this Saturday at 11 o'clock. A few prayer requests to share as well this morning. Uh, Hunter McFarlane is out of the hospital after having surgery, um, and he is doing well, and so we are grateful for that, but we want to still be continuing to pray for him. Uh, and then Ross, Russ Hunt will be having surgery this coming Tuesday, so we want to be praying for Russ. And then also Tom Conley, which is Michael Conley's dad, is now at Parkview. 
Um, so just passing that word along as well. Would you go to God in prayer with me now? Heavenly Father, we come to you today and we are so thankful to be in worship as we get to, to watch these, these young people get baptized today, God. We're so excited for them. God, I pray that you just be with us now and that you would help us to focus all our attention on worshiping you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Today I want to do the call to worship with the choir of the whole. Would you all please stand and turn to number 362, Baptized in Water. Baptism. In our church life, we have two ordinances, the Lord's Supper and baptism. We sometimes call them symbols, but I, I rarely, if ever, use that terminology because I think it's more than a symbol. In just a moment, you will experience five people stepping out in their faith and proclaiming their faith by coming into these waters to participate in the death and the burial and the resurrection of our Lord. They come to make a proclamation that they're not ashamed of the gospel for it is the power of God unto salvation. They come to share with you that they have made such a drastic change in their life and it's just beginning that they want to walk the rest of their life with Jesus Christ as their Lord and as their Savior. Many of you who are here have been in these waters or waters like them 
You too have followed and made a profession of faith. You too have made a proclamation of that faith through baptism. Today is an opportunity for renewal. If you're here today and you've never accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior, or you've never followed in the obedience that he taught us to do to come to these waters, then today is an invitation from God to you to come. It said that John was baptizing in the River Jordan. And Jesus, as he began his ministry, came to him and waded out in that river. And John said, Master, I am unworthy even to help you take off your sandals to get in the water. I know how John feels and how he felt. But Jesus said, Suffer it to be so now. And so John baptized Jesus in the river Jordan. And when he came up out of the water, straightway out of heaven, the scriptures say that the Holy Spirit, in the form of a dove, descended and lit upon his shoulder. And a voice from heaven was heard saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. If you will listen with your spirit's ear, you're about to hear that voice five times saying, These are my beloved daughters and my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Live upon your profession of faith in Jesus Christ as your Lord and as your Savior. And in obedience to his command, I now baptize you, my sister, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Samantha, upon your profession of faith in Jesus Christ as your Lord and as your Savior, and in obedience to his command, I now baptize you, my sister, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Morgan, upon your profession of faith in Jesus Christ as your Lord and as your Savior, and in obedience to his command, I now baptize you, my sister, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.
the elder. Upon your profession of faith in Jesus Christ as your Lord and as your Savior, and in obedience to his command, I now baptize you, my sister, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Josh, upon your profession of faith in Jesus Christ as your Lord and as your Savior, and in obedience to his command, I now baptize you, my brother, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Pray with me. Heavenly Father, we have disturbed these holy waters. Names have been recorded for all eternity in the blood of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. We celebrate with these who no longer are candidates, but now are baptized believers. And Lord, we pray for them, that you would help us to be the church that they need in order to grow to be the people, God, that you need them to be. Help their families as they nurture and as they share, especially with these little ones as they grow. And Heavenly Father, we just thank you for the gift of your Son, our Savior, who makes this possible. And one day, one day, what has been testified of here will be claimed in eternity. Blessed be the name of the Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Number 350, the church is one foundation. Let's stand, please.
Let us pray. My dear, most gracious Heavenly Father, we give thanks for all your many blessings, dear Lord. This morning, dear Lord, we give thanks for these that were not ashamed to stand up and declare you their Lord. Oh, what a beautiful day it is, dear Lord, when we get to see you add to your kingdom. We ask that you accept and bless these tithes and these offerings to be used for thy will and service. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. sing number 386 the family of God if you know it by memory I wish you would just look up and sing uh, but we're going to sing through twice
good morning. How are y'all? Good. Okay. So I'm going to read you a scripture verse, and then we're going to talk about it, okay? And this comes from Mark chapter 1, verses 4 through 5, and it says this. And so John came baptizing in the desert region and preaching a, bapt a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. The whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem went out to him. Confessing they, their sins, they were baptized by him in the Jordan River. Okay, so I want to ask you guys this morning, do you guys like new beginnings? Do you like new beginnings? Do you know what I mean by that? How about this? Do you like the start of a new school year? Do you like that? You don't like that? Oh my goodness. Oh, that was always my favorite part. You know why? Because I got to get new school supplies. I love new school supplies. You didn't even like getting new backpacks? No, not even that. Okay. What about, what about this? What about when you join a new team? like a new basketball team or a new baseball team. Oh, so we like that. Okay, so we like joining a new team, right? That's always fun. You get to know the new people on the team and different things like that, yeah? What about a new year? A new year. Yeah. Do you like New Year's? Yeah? You guys have heard of when in January, sometimes you've heard New Year's resolutions. You've heard that before, right? Where people try to make changes and they are all excited because it's January 1st and they're going to start over and be the best person they can be, right? It's a new year. It's a new beginning. Those are fun. I love new beginnings, but do you know what one of my favorite new beginnings ever is? Can you guess? What do you think it would be? Starting a new beginning of life. And did you know that that happened today when those five people got baptized. They started a new life with Jesus Christ as their Savior. They started a new beginning. In the Bible, we read about a man called John the Baptist. John went all around the countryside in Judea telling people to repent and ask God to forgive them of their sins. When they confessed their sin and asked God to forgive them, John baptized them in the River Jordan. They were baptized to show the world that God had forgiven their sins and they were washed clean. This was a new beginning for them. Even Jesus himself went to John the Baptist and was baptized by him. We still baptize people today. We baptized five people today, didn't we? Perhaps some of you have been baptized and some of you may not have been baptized yet and that's fine. But when we're baptized, it is a picture of what Jesus has done for us. He died, he was buried, and he rose again to wash away our sin and to give us a new life in him. Now that's a pretty cool new beginning, isn't it? Okay, I want to say a prayer with you guys. Can I say a prayer? Is that okay? Okay. God, I thank you so much for these children that are here today, God. I thank you for what we were just able to witness in the lives of those five people, God, and the new start that they have with you. God, we thank you for that, and we thank you that you have forgiven us all of our sins and you've washed us clean. God, I pray that you be with these children this week and that you would help them um, to be good examples for you in school, and God, I just pray that you keep them safe. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.
from the 49th chapter of Isaiah. Now the Lord says, You are not just my servant who restores the tribes of Jacob and brings back those in Israel whom I have preserved. I have also made you a light for the nations so that you would save people all over the world. The Lord is the defender of Israel, its holy one. This is what the Lord says to the despised one, to the one scorned by the nation, to the slave of rulers. Kings will see you and stand. Princes will see you and bow. The Lord is faithful. The Holy One of Israel has chosen you. This is what the Lord says. But in the time of favor, I will answer you. In the day of salvation, I will help you. I will protect you. I will appoint you as my promise to the people. You will restore the land. You will make them inherit the desolate inheritance. Pray with me. Heavenly Father, When we pause to pray, we pause to acknowledge you in our life. We recognize, God, you're with us all the time. But sometimes we become distracted. Prayer helps us to focus. So God, may we focus upon you right now. I believe, God, you could do something in my heart today, in my mind, in my spirit, my inner man that would make me a different person this coming week. And God, I just believe you're big enough, God, to do that for every person in this building and every person in every building who has paused from their busy schedule to make time to worship you. And so, God, I pray that I might answer the prayer of Jesus who would end so many of his prayers with, you who have an ear, hear what the Spirit says. I pray today, O oh God, give me a Spirit's ear that I may hear your voice, that I may recognize your instruction, that I may commit myself afresh and anew to follow your direction. And may there be more of you in my life and less of me this coming week. Our prayer is in Jesus' name. Amen.
Our closing hymn this morning is page 412, My Faith Has Found a Resting Place. You might want to mark that. My prayer is that's going to be a holy moment, a time when we culminate all that's been said. We've heard five sermons already today. And the Holy Spirit is in this place. If you have your Bibles, open with me to John's Gospel, the first chapter. We're going to read 9 through 13. This is the continuation of the prologue in the Gospel of John. John starts without a nativity, but he begins tying the Gospel back to Genesis. With the same words that Genesis 1-1 begins, so does the prologue begin. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. He was in the beginning, and all things were made through Him. And without Him was not anything made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. And then he goes on to talk a little bit about John. I want to skip over to verse 9. I want us to hear the way to become a child of God. To have your name recorded in the Lamb's book of life. To know that regardless of what might happen in a very short period of time on this planet, eternity and joy and peace and fulfillment. Some folks say, isn't heaven going to be boring if we just do that Christian churchy kind of stuff? You see, you and I have never experienced full fulfillment. We've never known what complete joy is. We've never experienced peace like we will in eternity. And I want to promise you one thing. It's not boring. <laughs> it's not boring at all. Our text is John 1, verses 9 through 13. If you're able to stand as a way of honoring the reading of this portion of the gospel, let me invite you to do that. As he continues talking about John and being a witness to the light, he says in verse 9, The true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. How true. He came to his own, and his own people, they did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. May God add his blessing to the reading and hearing of his most holy word. Would you pray with me? God, for a moment or two this morning, would you take what we are experiencing in this time of worship that we might bow the knee of our spirit to you, that we might bow the attitude, that we might bow the problems, that we might bow the busyness, that we might bow whatever would be the will of flesh or the will of man and be born of you, our God. It's in Jesus' name we ask. Amen.
Thank you. You may be seated. Children are a blessing from God. You get to give them their name. Now, I've been calling Lily Emily. And I got to thinking, uh, Chris and Ashley, if I don't get that better, would you mind changing her name? She just looks like Emily to me. That would just work out for me. We don't do that, do we? When parents choose a name, that's the name that will follow you for all your life. It's a reminder that not only is it the giving of a name, but it's the way of calling that person. It's the way of communicating with that person. In this crowd right now, if I say Lily, she knows to whom I'm speaking. Do we hear God when he calls us? Now, I had three children that I was blessed to raise. And I had to call the roll every time I wanted to get one of their attention. And I knew that Sandy didn't look anything like Melissa. Melissa was nothing like Rebecca. But it seemed like in that moment when I wanted one, I'd say, Melissa, Becky, Sandy, come here. You ever do that if you've got more than one? Knowing the names. I've always been impressed with folks who would foster children or even those who would adopt children. My wife was adopted when she was but a baby, three months old. And God blessed her with two wonderful parents who loved her and raised her. And I remember later in life after we were married, my mother-in-law gave her a framed saying to my adopted daughter, you did not grow underneath my heart. You grew in it. Isn't that a great thought? You kind of get to where I think Jesus is wanting to go when he's inviting us to be the children of God. He starts off by talking about a true light. I remember years ago going to Sneed's Ferry and we'd go out flounder gigging. Somebody's called all the flounder. I hear they closed flounder season down this year. That's sad. But out there in the dark, you would pick a light. And I remember one time I was operating the boat and I chose the wrong light. It was a long night, but we made it back, okay? We went a long way after the wrong light. And then all the lights kind of looked a little different from then forward. He says the true light. John, John wants us to understand that darkness is a problem. I want us to understand today that darkness is a problem. Darkness, if you're out driving your car and your headlights go off on a dark road, how frightening, how terrible that is. Light is important. Darkness is often, even in our secular world, it is connected with evil, isn't it? In John chapter 8, it says, Then Jesus spake again to them, saying, 
I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. I enjoy sitting in a deer stand. Now I want to tell you, so far in my deer hunting, no animals have been harmed. I want you to know that, okay? But, but when you go out in the evening and you sit there and gradually the sun goes down. And if you're in the woods especially and the sun goes down, you've still got 30 minutes in North Carolina of legal hunting light. But if you're in the woods and it's an overcast day, you don't have 30 minutes. Now, if it's a full moon and you're on the edge of a field, you might have 40. I didn't say that, okay? But... The darkness just comes. And you begin to recognize that when darkness falls, things you could see clearly, they become less clear until finally they go away altogether. I wonder if today darkness in some area of our life has caused some things to go away. They've just gotten so out of focus. And it's not because... The light isn't strong enough. We've just moved too far away from that true light. In John chapter 3, 19 and 20, he says, And this is the condemnation, the condemning. The light has come into the world. And men, you and I, we love darkness rather than light. And you say, why? Why would we love darkness Rather than light, I'm, I'm glad you asked. Jesus answered it. Because their deeds are evil. Sin. Sin gets in the way. Sin's a problem in the church. Sin's a problem in the home. Sin's a problem in the community. Sin's a problem in politics. Sin's a problem in community. He goes on to say, but everyone who doeth evil hateth the light, neither comes to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. If we want to see America, if we want to see our community, if we want to see our home become all that it is, we need to find our way regularly to the light. We need to come into the presence of God's people and God's teaching. God, he told us that he wanted us to worship him. When he set aside the, the Sabbath day, he tied to that worship because he wanted. He tells us in the first commandment, he's a jealous God. That he, he pays attention to what we do. He wants what's best for us. Then spake Jesus again in John chapter 8 saying, I'm the light of the world. He that followeth me will not walk in darkness, but in the light of life. In Luke's gospel, Jesus says this about light. The light of the body is the eye. Therefore, when thine eye is single, thy whole body is full of light. And by single, it means healthy. But when your eye is evil, diseased and for us that's by sin then the body's full of darkness take heed therefore that the light which is in thee be not darkness darkness is simply the absence of light is what I understand 
It's not that, that dark, because darkness is everywhere. Darkness is everywhere, all over, all the time. Darkness is going to go home with you today in your car as you drive from this place. Darkness will meet you this evening. And I'm not talking about our sun setting and the darkness of this physical world. I'm talking about that spiritual darkness. It is all around us. And you never dispel darkness, but light penetrates darkness. <laughs> light overcomes darkness the darkness in our lives the absence of the light of God leaves us in the darkness of sin have you ever heard someone say well that puts a different light on it today I want us to put a different light on things today Josh and Morgan and Delia and Lily and Sam they put a different light upon their life they, they went into that water and they came up out of that water and I don't know if you saw it but I saw it in my heart. The Holy Spirit descended in this place because something holy had just taken place in Lee County Deep River water because five had said, we want to be children of the light. Today, does the light shine in our life? I want us to understand that if the light's not shining, there's a problem. I think it's appropriate on Baptismal Sunday to just very quickly share God's plan of salvation. In Romans 3.23, he says, All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Sin is darkness. The glory of God is light. People today... They ask sometimes, have you, I've noticed in conversations, well, you still think that's a sin? Do you think it's a sin, this kind of life or this kind of action or this kind of deed? Things that we knew used to be a sin, now we're saying, are they a sin? Well, you know what I've decided I'm going to start answering people? It doesn't matter what I think, whether it's a sin or not. It matters what God thinks about whether it being a sin or not. Because you know what? Not a one of you or me are going to have to answer to me. Hallelujah. You should have just screamed out hallelujah right then. That was your opportunity. You don't, you don't have to give an account to me. But if God's word is true and I believe it to be so, then the Bible says every one of us will one day give an account. Every one of us will one day stand and God will deal with each of us. In Romans 6, 23, he says, The wages of sin is death. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. The wages, what you earn by sinning, what you earn by the darkness is death. But that verse goes on to say, But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. I love Romans 5, 8. It says that God shows his love. Uh, the King James said he commended his love toward us. And that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. So even today, if you're in the darkness of sin, if you've never accepted Christ, if you've never given your heart and life over and claimed him as your Lord, I want you to know he died for you. He already died for you and took your sins upon him 
and all you have to do is claim it. How do you claim it? I'm glad you asked. In Romans 10, 9 and 10, it says, if you confess with your mouth, all five of those folks walked down this aisle and stood before this church and said, I come today confessing that I'm a sinner. Asking God to forgive me of my sin and making him the Lord of my life. They confess with their mouth. I ask each one of them, did they really, honestly, truly believe that God raised Jesus up from the dead? And they said yes. And I said, no, no, no. Do you really believe that he raised him up from the dead? And they said yes. I said, no, no, no. Really, honestly, seriously. In 2019, you believe that? They said yes, because if they hadn't said yes, I wouldn't have baptized them. So let me ask us, do we really believe that? No, really. Do you really believe that? That Jesus died in your place, in my place? Do we really believe that? That he took our sins on himself and he nailed them to the cross as they nailed his hands to the cross. Do we really believe that? If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and I tell them that means boss, that he's in control, that he's the leader. Is he the leader in our life? Really? Honestly? For with the heart one believes and is justified God does the justifying. And with the mouth one confesses and is saved. God does the saving. There's another verse. It bothers me and it's a great theological debate. And if I had a couple of hours, y'all got a couple of hours? I didn't hear one amen. Okay. Well, let me read to you a challenging verse. And it's, it's one that, and there are others that, that it's not just one that we pulled out that's just kind of by itself weird. There are others that say the same. In fact, I'm going to show you in Jesus' words where he kind of says the same thing. It's found in Hebrews, the sixth chapter, verses four through six. It says, it is impossible in the case of those who've once been enlightened, who've tasted the heavenly gift and have shared in the Holy Spirit and have tasted the goodness of the word of God and the powers of the age to come and then have fallen away to restore them again to repentance since they are crucifying once again the Son of God to their own harm and holding him up to contempt. Wow! That's pretty big, isn't it? Did you hear that? Write it down. Go, I think the preacher's making that up. Hebrews chapter 6, verses 4 through six and read read two chapters behind but before it and keep going because when you get to chapter 10 he's going to even define it a little bit more now some say this is a passage of losing your salvation but i don't i don't agree with that here's what i believe i believe once you're saved you're always saved i believe the power of god's salvation is stronger than anything in this world but There are some other verses. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Not everyone who says, Lord, Lord, will enter into the kingdom of God. Only those who do the will of my Father. 
They're in there too. Jesus said it this way. You see, remember, he's the light. In, in a passage in Matthew chapter 13, in fact, it's one of the very few parables that Jesus goes on after he tells the parable, he pulls the disciples off, and they say, why do you do that? Why do you always teach in parables? Why do you always have those great stories? And then you don't tell people what they mean. And Jesus tells them what this parable is. He, he defines it for them. That's why it's so long. It's a short parable. It's a parable of the sower and seed. You remember the guy that goes out and he throws, he's just, he broadcasts his seed. Some falls on the path, the hard ground, and it, it doesn't do anything. In fact, the birds come and eat it up because those are people who just reject the gospel. They just say, no. I, I, I've sat with people. I've talked with people. I've invited them. I've gone through the Roman road. I've said, Christ died for you. Do you want to accept him? And they've said, no. <laughs> I got nothing. You know, I'm, I'm, I got nothing. They're just hard soul. They're just, they're just the path. They've just said no. They've just said no. But then he gives two more, and I think it kind of ties back to that Hebrew passage. He talks about thorny soul and rocky soul. The rocky soil is that when the seed falls on it, it germinates. It, it, it starts to grow. But as it grows, it can't get any roots. And when the sun gets hot and it gets a little dry, it withers. And the thorny soil, it's good soil, but there are thorns all around it. And as it grows and grows, thorns always grow faster than good fruit. Did you know that? Thorns always grow faster than good fruit. And the thorns grow up. Looks good for a little while. But then the thorns choke it out. And it withers. What's he saying? He's not talking about losing salvation. He's talking about those that fall on the good soil. Who yield 30 and 50 and 100 times. What's he saying? When you're really saved, you're saved forever. But friend of mine, friend of mine. If you're not walking the walk, if you're not bearing the fruit, it's time to be honest, isn't it? I mean, we're talking about eternity. Come on. We're not, we're not playing a game. This is forever. Jesus came and died, and you say you believe that. I say I believe that. Am I living that out every day? Because if I'm not, something's wrong. Something's got to be wrong. Something's got to be wrong. We use terms like inactive members. Show me that in God's Word. That's not even a concept. I want us to understand that when we become the children of God... It's important for us to understand that when the light shines on our life and we see the things that aren't right, when the true light illuminates in our life, this is an area I need to do different. This is an area I need to do more. This is an area I need to stop. We need to be obedient to God's Word. Which brings me to the last thought, the children of God. Oh, there's a lot about that too. Romans 8, 16 says, The Spirit Himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. The Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit. If the Holy Spirit is dwelling in us, 
I'll go to James. Can a, can a fountain give off salt water and fresh water? Can you imagine going to your spigot and cutting it on and saying, today it's good water, but tomorrow it's foul sewer water? Of course not. Our life can't be like that. The Holy Spirit dwells within us. It's the evidence. It's our credentials. You see, when, when Preston and Phyllis adopted Lunette, back in, I won't tell you the year, I'll get in trouble, but a few years ago, when, when they adopted her, they went to the courthouse and they took out papers and, and they signed it and lawyers were involved and, there were, and it became a legal bond. They had credentials on this earth that they were the parents of Lunette Stevenson. Do we have evidence? I mentioned this morning in our Baptist men's breakfast, if you were on trial for being a Christian, would there be enough evidence to convict you? Or would we go free? You see, I want us to understand that talking the talk is important, but walking the walk that's everything. In Ephesians 5, 1 and 2, he says, Be imitators of God, therefore, as dearly loved children. Listen to that again. Be imitators of God as dearly loved children and live a life of love just as Christ loved us and gave himself up as a fragrant offering and a sacrifice to God. Copy God. Copy God. Say, well, how are you going to copy God? I'm glad you asked. Study the life of Jesus Christ. Read the four Gospels. Twice a month, read the four Gospels. Give up six hours of TV and you can do that. Give up six hours of TV in a month and you can read the four Gospels. Twice. Where your heart is, that's where your treasure is. Study to understand what Jesus would say. We used to wear those little bracelets, WWJD, what would Jesus do? Write that upon your heart and follow him. In 1 John chapter 5, verse 2, it says, This is how we know that we love the children of God by loving God and carrying out his commands. They will know we're Christian by our love. We love like Christ when we follow his commands and his example. That's the evidence. That's your credentials. Oh, we about wore out 2 Chronicles 7.14 when we had that revival a couple of years. But listen to it just one more time. Maybe you've got it memorized by now. If my people who are called by my name, Maybe I would change it today just to say, if my children who are called by my name would humble themselves and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I'd hear their prayers and I'd heal their land. Wow. Wow. Today, has the Holy Spirit shown a light in some area of our life where we need to make an adjustment?
we talk about each other being brothers and sisters. To Josh and to these five beautiful young, or four beautiful young ladies here on the front row. Five, two, but there's five there. I bet I'm going to get in trouble here. Uh, you got a lot of older brothers and sisters. Some of us have been Christian. My goodness, I've been a Christian for almost 50 years, half a century. Some of you have been Christian longer than me. These are our brothers and our sisters. Can they depend on us? Can they walk with us? Will we show them what they need to see? Will we be an example for them? I remember following my big sister when I was little and wanted to do everything she did. They're going to learn from us. We are the children of God. It's a tremendous, exciting opportunity. I believe we can change Deep River. I know there's a lot of talk about that development and how it's going to change Deep River. I got nothing to do with that. But I want to tell you, the Lord I serve and the God of this universe can change this community with this church if we desire it. And if we'll become faithful. If we'll allow his light to shine upon us and we will follow his commands. Excuse my English. There ain't nothing he can't do. There ain't nothing he can't do. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, we are so grateful for the decisions that have been proclaimed in the baptismal waters. And we have shared the gospel that, Lord, if there's someone here who has never dealt with their sin, that we don't want their sin to deal with them. And you've paid the price while they were still in that condition, you've already died and you've already paid that sin debt and they can live forever in glory in a land that will never grow old. Oh, Heavenly Father, if there's one, just one, Lord, if there's one here today, Lord, if there's one here today who doesn't know you in the pardon and forgiveness of their sins, May today be a day of salvation. And Lord, if there's one here today who has heard your voice and experienced your presence and recognizing whatever needs need to be dealt with, how we're not imitating you, how we're not following your commands, how we have not, we know there's nothing more you can do. That's what you told us in that passage in Hebrews. You've done everything. There's nothing else that can be done. But Lord, there's an invitation to come on home. Maybe our song would be, I've wandered away too far too long. Today, I'm coming home. Oh Lord, thank you for this church. Thank you for brothers and sisters who love and share the journey. Would you continue to challenge us to walk closer to you? In Christ's name we pray.
Our hymn of decision is page 412. This morning, if God is speaking to your heart and you need to make a decision, if you've never accepted Christ as Lord and Savior, I promise you, you need to deal with that. And today we can deal with that. If you've found yourself today hearing God saying, here's what I need you to do, be true to that as we stand together and sing. Would you be seated for just a second? I promise we won't keep you long. I need all of our, they're not candidates anymore, all of our baptized, that means everybody, right, but that were baptized today. Come join me right here. At our church, we have uh, deacon family ministries, and each family has deacons assigned to them. And I'm going to invite the deacons to come and present the baptismal certificates to them. And then Taylor has a gift that she's going to share as well. And so y'all come make it happen. Let's give them a hand, shall we? Stand with me. What a wonderful day. What a good day it is to be in the house of the Lord. To all the families that have joined us this Sunday for this special occasion. No, we'll pray for you as you help raise these to grow into the people that God would help them to be and need them to be. And pray for us that we'll be the church that they can grow to be those kind of folks as we share the journey together. And now, as we leave this place, may we do so in God's peace and in His power and in His abiding presence. 
that we might be his people in the midst of all his people. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, we are grateful for this day. I thank you for these testimonies, for Josh and Lily and Sam and Morgan and Delia. Wow, what a big thing they've done today. A day that will mark the rest of their life. Lord, their journey's just begun. There are many challenges on the journey. But Lord, you're more, <laughs> you're more than capable. And for that, we're grateful. So now, Lord, as we spiritually join arms and hands together to lead this building, we go united in our faith, united in our love for you and our love for one another to be your people. Go with us, go through us, go in us, go ahead of us, go behind us, go beside us, go over us, and go under us. In Jesus' name we pray.